0: becoming an artist with day slight episode six digital or traditional okay so this week um i thought what i would talk about is um something that um comes up quite commonly amongst new artists a question that is usually asked and it's a question that i asked um and pondered on for quite a while um and even now, you know, it still sort of comes into my mind from time to time, and that question is, should I paint and draw digitally or traditionally? And it is a really, really good question, and um, a lot of it depends on what you want to do uh, professionally or where you want to go, what you want to be. so for for those of you who are unfamiliar um with digital and traditional art and and uh, wanting to jump in this this is a great episode because I'm going to talk about um all of the positives of using digital and and using traditional and uh, offset them against each other um and then afterwards uh, some recommendations on um some digital software that um that you can that you can try out and also um possible setups um tablets things like this so um so jumping straight in um digital so why would you want to choose to work digitally okay so for one uh, a big positive with digital is that and when i say digital i'm talking about working with something like photoshop or clip studio um Or Corel Painter, or or one of these these painting softwares. So, one of the main, one a a main big thing is that um, there's a lot of shortcuts. So, if you're trying to create, um, and you're you're hindered by your skills, um, things such as Photoshop allow you to edit and modify infinitely and this can be a gift and a curse um in terms of uh becoming better as an artist in the long run but if in the future um your plan is to um to be a digital artist exclusively then it doesn't really matter because you can you can you're always going to be able to edit um so you can you can take you can take uh elements from photos you can put them into a project that you're using paint over them edit them there's a, a you know a thing called photo bashing that's common nowadays within game and film studios um you can't photo bash photo bash is similar to photo collage but different um you know, if you're drawing something, let's say you're drawing uh, the human figure and, um, you know, the eyes wrong rather than what you'd have to do traditionally, which is rub it out, redraw it. In Photoshop, you can just uh, you can just stretch it and, and pinch it and boom, it looks right. So uh, the fact that it's um, it's infinitely editable, um, you know, that is something that can can highly benefit you. And it, it can also hinder hinder your um you know your skills but um but that's relative um and there's a lot of shortcuts things that you can you can use to help you um another thing which is very important is the ability to flip your canvas so flipping the canvas is the equivalent of putting a mirror next to a traditional drawing if you were to do a traditional drawing on a bit of paper and uh something that the old school artists used to do back in the days of of the renaissance and the ateliers is they would um they would get a mirror and they would they would put the mirror up against their work and they would look at it in the mirror and what that would do is that would uh, give a, a reflection uh, of the opposite of what it would look like and a lot of the time you know if something isn't working in the piece you would you'd immediately see it in the mirror and so with um, digital you don't need to do that you can just very easily flip your canvas and you can see where things are wonky and need to be moved about and um I highly re- recommend if you're if you are working in digital and you you know you've been told you, you should always be flipping the canvas there's a reason why you should always be fl- flipping the canvas um and there's there's some people who don't flip the canvas because They don't like the fact that it doesn't look good when they flip it. But the whole point is you flip the canvas, you fix whatever's not working, you flip it back again, you fix it again, and you flip it a few more times until it just looks right. And that's the whole point. Um, So that's a really, really strong tool. Um, Another um, big positive uh, of using digital is um, colouring. So you can colour in a multitude of styles, without ever having to buy paint or make a mess. Um, and this is really big because, you know, art can be incredibly, you know, take up an incredible amount of space. Uh, it can be really, really expensive. Um, you know, if you're a painter and you're buying gigantic canvases and, you know, loads of paint, you know, some, you might want paint with a particular vibrance or a particular tone. And these things aren't cheap, um, which, which you know, I'm sure you'll you, you know you'll learn in time. And the thing about working with a a, a digital program is that once you've purchased it, or if you have a monthly subscription, they're all relatively cost effective anyway. um, It's all there, you know, all of the tools, everything you need, you you know, you don't have to buy a new ruler, you don't have to buy, you know, new set of paints or, or, you know, loads of canvases. It's just there and it's infinitely modifiable. So, um, you, you, you know, you can be an acrylic painter in Photoshop and the, and the next day you can do something more, uh, you know, similar to sort of watercolors and so on and so forth um, without having to spend all that money or, you know, or learn um, a fresh medium. Um, you know, painting with watercolors is completely different to painting with acrylics, for example. And in Photoshop, you can stylize uh, in these ways um, without that being an issue. Um, so that is a huge huge plus of working digitally um along with you know what i mentioned before about it being clean and easy and it doesn't take up tons of space um so uh, another thing is um is using reference um now i'm going to do an entire uh, episode about reference um because there's stigma attached to it um and uh and and there's been some controversy online about how people use reference some very very well-known artists um (coughs) have uh you know um use reference and some people think it's not cool um the reality is uh you know professionals tend to use reference um but we'll get into that another time now the good thing about digital is that um if you're ever drawing from or doing a study from a photograph, um, you can literally drag it in and uh, superimpose it over the piece of work that you're doing. And um, it's very handy if you're trying to draw without tracing, but you want to see where you're going wrong. You know, we all we all get to that point where um, we might be doing something and it doesn't look right and we just don't know why. Um, it's great to get feedback from from your peers for that but uh another thing that you can do in photoshop is you can just drag in the reference and you'll see that the you know the leopard's leg is is way off or the angle's wrong or you know the head's out of shape and then you can take it back off and 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 make changes accordingly with that information um also you know just sort of um is set up in a way where you can you can drag in multiple references and have them all over the place on a separate file you can create a new window you can create an entire mood board very very quickly um so just having that all confined within one screen with your photoshop running it's just just very um very useful um so another thing is um things such as tools um perspective grids um it, it, it's 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 a pain when you're you're drawing traditionally um let's say you're doing um environments um and i you know i've come across this many times and, and you want to do some some architecture um to get kind of realistic perspective and contain your perspective lines just within your page is quite hard so a lot of the time if you want to get like a really good uh sense of perspective you need to run you know your perspective points way off the page and working traditionally that can just be a pain and and you know it can really take up a lot of, lot of time and effort. whereas digitally you have perspective guides and uh, if you're ever in a, in, in a pinch and you need to set up some perspective or reference perspective, you just drag a guide in and boom you're good to go you can set up a guide it's very easy. Um, so another another benefit of digital is graphics. Um, if you wanted to add graphic elements, let's say you were making a comic and you want to do word balloons, nice and clean without having to buy, um, stencils, um, to kind of create your word balloons with perfect, um, uh, perfect ellipses. Um, you don't have to do that. You know, all of these tools assist you, uh, within digital. Um, one other thing, um, is that, um, and this is more to do with uh, sharing online, you can change colour profiles uh, on the fly. So, you know, let's say you're working traditionally and um, you were doing a book cover. Um, now, I haven't necessarily, I haven't experienced this myself, but I'm just thinking about the um, logistics of this. Um, scanning that is a, would be a gigantic pain. You know, if you're working on a canvas that was sort of A3, you know, in order to get the finer details in and you actually wanted to um, then get that as a uh, digital file uh, to send off to you know the publishers. I can just imagine scanning that would be a pain, taking a photograph and, and getting everything so that the colours are represented correctly, a real pain um is something I'm sure I'll I'll have to go through at some point. But um when it comes to digital uh it's really not the case. You can convert from RGB to CMYK really easily. Um and uh you know you can you can convert things so that they work specifically well on web or so that they're specifically for printing with different colours such as Pantones and and all, all all the rest. And all of these things really are quite important. Um, and that's why I said at the beginning uh, if you're choosing between digital and traditional, it's really worth thinking about where you want to be and then just think about what the standard is in that industry, um, because it will be the standard for a reason. You know, there's a reason why currently um, a lot of artists working in game um, will, will work in a multitude of programs um, and and apps, and it's to speed up workflow. So that's uh that's my two cents on digital let's move on to, to traditional so the the positives about using traditional uh the main one for me is that it just feels better to draw and paint sometimes especially in the beginning digital can feel like you are you're drawing with um you know a phantom limb um it can just feel wrong um the lines that you make or the strokes that you make just don't appear the way that you, you are physically putting them down. Um, the the stylus can slide all over the place. It really does take a bit of getting used to. Um, and you certainly will with digital, but traditional just feels infinitely better. Um, and and I don't think that's ever going to change. I I think traditional is always going to be king in terms of how good it feels. And that's, that's uh, for me personally. Another positive of traditional is um and again i'm talking about pencil paper um painting canvases um you can kind of go anywhere um when it comes to digital you're confined to a computer um in some cases you're going to have to have uh tablets and, and and cables and all sorts and when it comes to traditional uh you can literally just pack a sketchbook into a bag um for a long time um i've had a I you know I work in several different uh, traditional mediums and and I've got a, a watercolor set and a little brush that's full of water that I just sort of squirt out and I can I can do watercolor anywhere I like um you know you can buy boxes where you can you can pull out a paint set and it's it's just a lot easier if you want to do some uh, um you know some some outdoor some outdoor um painting um then uh, or, or drawing it's it's easy to pack a sketchbook and a pencil case into your bag and and go off you know you can you can draw on on the underground you can draw on a bus you can draw in the doctor's office it's a lot more difficult um with digital it's getting easier now with things such as ipads but if you're working on photoshop or corel or something like that um it's just not going to happen so all right so uh now another thing uh that's positive about um traditional is that it teaches you to be disciplined with uh with your strokes and with the way you apply um apply your your strokes to to paper um and what i mean by this is that when you think about traditional um or sorry when you think about digital um the fact that it's you know you can change your mind forever <clears throat> is great but it it also removes a lot of discipline from the work that you're doing now with with traditional you know no matter what medium you're using you always get to a point where you just there's only so much more you can you can rub things out or you can you know um, put white spirit on a canvas or paint over things I mean maybe maybe oils I suppose you can work for a long long time but in general it's just you've just got to be a lot more disciplined, you've got to think about what you're doing, and this is a really good thing if you're trying to be a professional artist. Um, you know um, asking questions, solving problems and thinking um, are, are are like the the big ones when you're when you're creating pieces of work. and anything that promotes that um, is is a, is a huge benefit for you. and so I think that when it comes to traditional work, it's better than digital in that respect because you have to respect the medium and um and be be careful and thoughtful in what you're doing um okay so uh, another point and this is a real big one is um collectors buy originals and um they they really don't give a shit about um about art prints you know they they or or at least way less so than than an original painting um the likelihood of doing a a first print run of a load of prints Um, the likelihood of them achieving the sort of value that a one-off painting or a one-off comic page is gonna gonna gain is is there's no comparison um you know if you look at the guys who do um, magic cards um i'm not sure what wizards of the coast pay them I'm, i'm sure it's pretty decent but um they actually make a lot of money on the originals um even even so much as the sketches that they did when working out a piece um you know collectors will buy that and uh if you're a traditional artist for your entire career you can make um you can make several incomes on the side from your traditional pieces of work because you can for example do a comic for marvel and uh you know you're getting royalties from the comic you've got upfront payment from the comic and then on top of that you're selling your original pages to collectors um so you can you can uh, generate more revenue that way um okay so the last point that i have about traditional work is that it's tangible you can see it exist in space which makes it real and um the one thing that i get from time to time with digital and this is more of a kind of a, a fleeting emotion than uh you know than anything else um, and maybe this just applies to me or, or to a very few amount of people but sometimes um having files of of a load of digital work can kind of feel a bit meaningless um whereas i feel like Picking up a, a dusty old sketchbook from five years ago and flipping through it, there's something kind of special about that. There's something um, deeply personal about having that <clears throat> that tome, that document, and uh, and it's a lot different um, when you know you have these files on the computer and you open them up, and um, it just sort of doesn't have the same personal touch to it that traditional has. Um, so yeah, so so uh, you know, for me. That's another big factor. So what do I think in terms of digital or traditional? I think both. Um, and I've gone back and forth with this over the years. Um, I've gone from from announcing to everybody that I was only going to work uh, traditionally because digital was kicking my ass and I just didn't want to do it anymore to kind of realizing that I I needed to learn how to use digital because if i'm going to work professionally there's lots of places where you just can't get away with not being able to work digitally um so so my opinion on it is that uh you know currently i'm really really loving traditional i've gotten into acrylics recently and unlike watercolors and gouache i've taken to acrylics really quickly it's for me it's it's very close to working in photoshop um which is weird a lot of people might think that that's very very strange to say but the way that I seem to be applying paint to the canvas it just goes down similarly to how I paint in Photoshop so um I I just seem to understand it which is great um because picking up a new medium and and being crap at the start just doesn't feel good um so I'm kind of uh I'm working mainly digitally but I'm I'm kind of doing a, a, a fair bit of traditional on the side and um, I'm playing with the idea of um, trying to fulfill um, some professional work traditionally if I can get away with it um, now the reason I, I think um, I think both outside of my own preferences is just that um, you know I would I would just recommend if, if you decided that you were going to be a digital artist just have a sketchbook anyway you know um, there's nothing wrong with having something on you at all times that you can pull out and you can just document things that around you. Um you know you can draw stuff that's that's around you. Um you can get in some extra hours of, of creating um anywhere. Um so if you if you sort of um were looking at the industry and thought, you know, I want to go into games and film I'm going to have to pick up digital um, rather than being more of a fine artist or or, or traditional artist, still get yourself a sketchbook and drawing it regularly because it's, it's a huge benefit. Um, And then uh, in terms of um, just being a traditional artist, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of traditional artists out there who just paint, but they'll still pick up something like Photoshop just for the sake of when they're going to send things to clients they can get into Photoshop and and edit out any any mistakes or any issues. Um, so so I would definitely say uh, it's worth um, getting accustomed to both um, and getting good at both of them because it it can only help. So just a quick one at the end, um, and uh, rather than go through a gigantic list of things that I haven't actually used, I'm just going to tell you what I use and uh and i would I would recommend what I use um because uh i I've done a lot of research in the uh in the beginning uh and I was fortunate to to be informed by by people who were working professionally uh as to what to use um so what I would say is this if you're gonna go for digital um one of the first questions I asked a friend of mine is should I get Adobe Photoshop or should I get Adobe Illustrator? And, um, he immediately said Photoshop and I kind of didn't understand. And it was because I was ignorant. Um, I didn't understand uh, the difference between raster and vector. Um, you know, uh, and, and when he explained it to me, uh, he made it clear um, that Photoshop really is, is the one, um, because it is a painting program. I mean, it's a photo editing program, but it's a painting program. It's, it's, it's less about, uh, graphics uh which is which is what illustrators kind of uh, uh mainly focused on um so i would personally recommend photoshop there are others that you can try there are cheaper ones that you can try but um photoshop is is absolutely brilliant um you can just do anything in it um i've never felt limited by it there there's a bit of a learning curve but there's uh, a lot of resources online and uh, I did mention in earlier episodes, I highly recommend uh, Introduction to Digital Painting with Andrew Howe, which is on schoolism. And uh, I did that entire um, that entire course, and it really just taught me how to use Photoshop. Um, I-, I went from really struggling to just feeling comfortable Um there's nothing wrong with doing um an associates programme. I did an associates programme for Adobe. I learned InDesign and Photoshop. I got a certificate. They're kind of dry. Uh, they're, they're, a lot of them are, are, are kind of set around photo manipulation. But it's just kind of worth doing. It's worth um, you know, listening to what something does and why. Um it can give you some insight. Um so another thing that I would recommend um Uh, And and probably, I mean, for me, I picked it up for £5 in a Black Friday sale, which is Clip Studio. And uh, Clip Studio used to be Manga Studio. It's a little different to Photoshop. I would personally say that it's not great for rendering and painting, or at least I don't think it is. But uh, the reason I'd say to pick up Clip Studio is if you're a line art guy or gal, um, Clip Studio feels the closest to working traditionally that I've ever i've ever tried um so so i i highly recommend it if you're going to get into doing web comics or, or you know doing a lot of line art maybe start there uh, it's cheaper than photoshop it's 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 very very simple and it just feels really good um but it you know in my opinion it's it struggles a bit when it comes to rendering uh it could just be that um i haven't spent enough time with it but um but those are my two recommendations the final one is uh I use, uh, I've got an iPad and I use Procreate. Um, it's only something, it's something I've only got recently. So I can't really um, say too much about it. Um, you know, uh, as with everything, there's a learning curve, but it's a funky, fun program. So, uh, uh, and I haven't got a bad word to say about it. So um, so if, if you wanted to pick up an iPad and use that, uh, either um, separately or on, on top of using Photoshop, then pick up procreate it's, it's it's a great program but um but i would say the fundamental one would be photoshop um now in terms of um traditional materials you don't need to go crazy um and even you know if you're if you on a budget you can't afford photoshop um you can't afford uh, uh you know any of the um the hardware that you you need to run photoshop and just backtracking for a second um when it comes to hardware just get a wacom tablet uh, it's just a little tablet about the size of an a4 sheet of paper a, a wacom intuos um i wouldn't wouldn't bother with getting the the pro the grade ones right at the start uh especially if you're kind of testing it out uh it's about 150 pounds or 120 pounds you can pick it up and you just draw on it and you look on the screen the cursor appears on the screen and the uh the mat itself is is um mapped to your screen resolution so uh so it's pretty nifty um you don't need to the other one is you don't necessarily need to get a giant one either the reality is um using something small confines the uh, movement of your arm um to a smaller area which actually is helpful if you don't want to naki yourself out um you know a lot of people uh, i've spoken to made that point to me earlier on and uh, i was very very close to getting something giant and i'm really glad i didn't because i think it'd just be a pain so um so yeah going for like a Wacom Intuos um or if you have a bit more money uh, I picked up instead of getting the the um the sort of industry standard for like a, a screen tablet is a Cintiq a Wacom Cintiq but they're they're around a grand and uh, I didn't want to spend that money so I got a Huey on canvas um which had great reviews and is is uh, less than half the price and uh and it's it's incredible um so you can go for that as well uh if you're all in from the start invest the money get yourself like a really really good uh tablet it's just worth it um but if not you know it took me a while to get get used to the Wacom the Wacom Intuos but um when I got used to it I can just fly with it it's it's really not an issue for me so right going back to traditional um, as i said uh, uh and especially if you can't afford digital or, or, or right now you're just sort of you're not sure what to do don't wait until you have um all the best materials you don't necessarily need to go out and buy crazy materials uh my recommendation and no one told me about this i had to kind of figure this out for myself but my recommendation is just just go to the go to the the um stationary store and buy yourself a stack of copy paper Just crap A4 copy paper, um, 250 sheets or 500 sheets, and just work off individual sheets at the start because there's something about a sketchbook psychologically that um, you can get really, really precious about it. So if you're brand new to the game and you go out and buy yourself a £20 moleskin. Um, you're just going to be so hesitant um, to draw on it because you're not going to want to mess it up because you've sort of calculated that every page is worth, you know, however much, and and it, you know, you have to really, really make it count. Um, I I went through through dozens of sketchbooks and eventually I was like, well. This is just costing the earth. And I went out and I bought a stack of 500 uh, sheets of A4 paper just for my sketching. You know, if I was doing studies, you know, or if I was doing gesture drawing or or things that you do quickly, I would just fly through the copy paper. Um, No harm, no foul. Um, Another thing that's worth doing is, yeah, do pick up a sketchbook. Um, get something cheap, you know. Um, most of the paper is kind of similar. You know, Moleskine's a, a sexy little little uh, sketchbook, but um, but it's, there's not a gigantic difference between that and and just you know a box standard. Uh, if you get to a stage where you want to do something kind of premium or something that you know is going to be Uh, you know um, something that you're going to pull out um, almost like a portfolio if you're you're one of these people that has the discipline to make every single page in your sketchbook a little masterpiece then by all means go and buy a nice sketchbook but um, if you're just trying to figure out what art is and who you are as an artist get something cheap and just get going don't waste any time with um, trying to figure out what's the best materials Um, now in terms of traditional materials i like um faber castell uh, pencils um they're great i like windsor and newton paints and brushes um i've got uh windsor and newton acrylic windsor and newton um watercolors they're reliable um they're great um in terms of uh pens um i like ballpoint pens ballpoint p- pens are great um in terms of uh, fine liners, uh, microns are kind of the uh, the go to, um, and I've used them in the past. Um, so yeah, so 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 sort of microns are good if you're doing um, if you're going to be doing um, you know a lot of fine lining, um, and then on top of that, um, rotor are a really really good brand um so that's kind of it i mean for 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 of traditional um you know some decent pencils some decent pens uh, a good eraser i go for like a kneaded eraser i like to be able to to work it into little shapes so that if i want to do some you know rub out something really small i can and also i don't like traditional rubbers because whenever you rub you've got to wipe the page to get to get the little um the little bits off and it's just annoying and it makes a mess. Uh, whereas a kneaded eraser, you don't have to do that. So it's great. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, one other thing with sketchbooks, I like Canson as a brand. I think they make the best paper. Um, I don't think they're necessarily, um, you know, highly regarded. I think they've they've got a good rep, but they're not kind of seen in the same way as sort of moleskin. Um, but I think they're great and I highly recommend that their, their their products um so yeah so i think that's it i think the the conversation for whether or not to to do digital um or traditional um is something that we could talk about for hours and hours which which is why this episode's gone on for a bit but it's a valid one and it's an important one and it's something that you should think about um very carefully um but you should be thinking about uh who you want to be where you want to be uh, and how you want to get there, and be really, really practical minded in in how you think about that stuff. Um, ultimately, though, you know, just try stuff out. Um, you know, if acrylics don't work for you, use some gouache. If that doesn't work for you, you know, just work in inks. You know, if if you're struggling with fine liners, try a ballpoint pen. You know, try dip pens. You know, get Procreate, get Clip Studio. Uh, get a stack of copy paper just jump in and get going with your art um, don't let anything hold you back especially things like materials um, you know you, you can really uh, get to creating with very little um, and if if finances are a struggle do not let that stop you all right so look thank you very much for sticking with me for this episode have yourself a lovely day and i'll see you next time take care